thoughts in your mind For you and for I I'm trying to decide When you look in your eyes, yeah, yeah I mean besides But your feelings inside you I'm pushing up my mind Yo, what's up, everyone? This is episode 46 of Inside the RV This is a podcast about entrepreneurship, work ethic, self-development And becoming the best version of yourself You're joined by your two lovely hosts I'm one of them, Jacob Moore I'm the other one, Ryan Ramirez Together we are a dynamic duo trying to be successful in the music industry. We're going to tell you about the ups and downs, the good and the bad, the amazingness, the downfalls, everything in between on this podcast as we experience it. And today we have an awesome guest. I'm very, very excited. She is just an unbelievable woman who has built a great brand inside and outside of music. And I think she can give a really great perspective on what it's like to build a brand, to be an entrepreneur. Um, and she can give a lot of good advice, um, just kind of upcoming and what it's like to actually continue to be successful with a stabilized brand. Because I would say that your brand with Petals and Poison right now is like very active, very stable. Mm -hmm. And so traversing that and keeping that stability is going to be an awesome discussion. So everyone, we got Janae Bone from Petals and Poison. Round of applause. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming. Can you put the mic just a tiny bit closer? Yes. Just a tiny bit closer. Is this better? That is much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much better. Yeah, we appreciate you being on. So for those um, that don't know you, you are the founder of Petals and Poison, mm -hmm. right? Can you get into that and tell us what Petals and Poison is? So Petals and Poison is actually kind of like just this gothic fantasy that I just really wanted to bring to the world mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of the world kind of just is so modern now and they've kind of lost the romantic side of things like back like in the day. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start a brand that kind of encapsulates just like gothic romanticism and just like antiques without them actually being antiques and mm -hmm. just kind of my love for just storytelling. So that's kind of what my brand is about. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. How'd you get the name? Um, it's kind of dumb, <laughs> but um, the name kind of came along because I love really dark and spooky stuff, mm -hmm. but I also really like like light and pretty stuff. So that's mm -hmm. where like petals is pretty and poison is like dark mm. and like so it's the two sides of like who I am. So did you grow up watching like Tim Burton? Oh like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Tim yeah. Burton was like my favorite thing. Like I always joke with my mom because the movie that she watched in theaters with my dad when I was in her stomach was Nightmare Before Christmas. So mm. I blame her for <laughs> all my spooky love. So yeah. That was like just put into your brain yeah. as a fetus in the womb you came out. I was like, like this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. When so, did yeah. you start Petals and Poison? Um, I want to say I started in 2014. Mm -hmm. I did originally work for a handbag company as a graphic designer. So that's mm. kind of what my first job was. But then that company actually moved like out of the country. So mm -hmm. I was like, shoot, I don't want to move out of the country so I decided to start crafting because that's something I've always loved to do and I just uh -huh. kind of put myself out there I actually started on Depop I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. know what Depop is yeah, yeah. so I started just selling my wares there yeah. and then it kind of weirdly grew a following so I just kept making more and more mm. to the point where I was getting custom orders and stuff like that and I was like okay I need a bigger platform so I moved from Depop to having my own website nice. and that's just kind of how that started and I really just full force made my brand um just like visually appealing, I uh -huh, guess, uh -huh. on Instagram. Yeah. So, so, so kind of when you were on T Depop, uh, mm -hmm. how consistent were you like posting like new stuff and being active on there? I would say at least once a week. I was okay. pretty active on Depop because mm -hmm. I, I had nothing else to do. I, yeah. I literally was out of a job. So I was like, okay, like what can I scrounge up to make and like what can I learn? So that's kind of uh -huh. what I did. And it started off with like really like Petals and Poison started off with like baby doll 
like necklaces, like mm. really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those were like super cheap to get. So I could like paint on them and make them into necklaces, mm-hmm. which was super cheap. And then the markups that I was able to put on them was what would help me save to start growing my yeah. business. So that's kind of what that was. <laughs> gotcha. Wow. So w- did you start off with one single product or did you kind of brainstorm, I'm going to start with 10 products, whatever, what was it? it? It really honestly was just whatever I felt like making. Oh, cool. Because I had always wanted to put out my art into the world as yeah. some stuff that I would personally want to buy. So for instance, I was like, well, I want to do like a baby doll necklace. So yeah. like I just mm-hmm. did that or like, oh, like I wanted to do like crystal jewelry. So I like made crystal jewelry just because mm-hmm. I felt like it and yeah. it just got a really good response. And because I already kind of had an aesthetic for myself, I was able to just kind of implement that into uh-huh. my brand already. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So did you, was this kind of something where you saved up money, did everything, it was just a one-man band, or did you have an investor, or how did that start? It was a one-man band. Oh, wow. I definitely was saving money from when I was at my original job. Uh-huh. Um and I didn't have anybody help me. I just, I, I was blessed enough to have parents who are also um, business people. Mm, nice. Where they've always had their own business and like yeah. whether it was like some of it's failed, some of it hasn't failed, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, so I learned a lot. And I think the most valuable lesson that I learned from that was one, save your money. Oh, make yeah. sure you always have savings no matter what. Mm. And then um, if you can ship a package, you can run a store. So wow, that was wow. the biggest thing that I learned was if you can ship a package, you can get a job anywhere that needs to ship packages. You can mm-hmm. you can run your own business if you can ship a package. Yeah. Wow. So that Damn. was that's always stuck with me. So it's like it was awesome finally getting like my first package out like on Hell my yeah. own. So yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So fast forward to today, I mean like what what's kind of your your daily like shipping rate like is it do you ever think back and you're like damn i just shipped that that one that first package i remember how great that was now i'm shipping like 10 packages a day like oh yeah 15 you know oh yeah it's crazy like i sometimes like i'll have to take two days just to like fulfill orders just from the weekend Uh, like just like from the weekend alone and i have to constantly be like packaging orders every Uh day or i'll get super behind yeah. Um, does that fill up like your whole day usually? It does. I, I tend to have a little bit of leeway time because I've kind of gotten into the groove of making things efficient. Uh-huh. So which is nice. And like most of my stuff weighs the same. So it's kind of mm-hmm. easy to just be like, OK, I can type in like I know exactly how much this weighs. So I can just print out all the labels and then package them oh, nice. mm-hmm. instead of having to do it one by one. Mm-hmm. So that's like another thing that I found has helped a lot mm-hmm. like for my business, at least time efficiency. Yeah. So how crucial is uh? Instagram towards what you do like do you feel like it helps like a lot or it's like the main runner for it or what do you think it's definitely my main runner okay. I am trying to get a presence more on YouTube as well as TikTok TikTok mm. weirdly it does well whenever I post about my husband but like not I've about seen myself, those yeah yeah it's really those. weird people like couples that's why <laughs> I, yeah and so I was like okay so I kind of like use that to my advantage on TikTok uh-huh. but um Instagram Honestly, most of my customers have definitely come from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have actually still been following me from my Depop days, which has been wow. forever. It's really cool, actually, to yeah. see. And, like, they still order from me. Um, so, yeah, I would say Instagram is super important right now. It's a pain. The algorithm is horrible, and it's affecting mm-hmm. all small businesses and artists right now. So everyone is really trying to figure out, like, a new avenue to do all of that. Mm-hmm. But that's why, for me, it's important to kind of have your hand in multiple Mm. Um, social media is only because Instagram right now is just kind of tanking and they are already just said like oh we're going to try to focus on reels and stuff yeah. Yeah. which is annoying but yeah. yeah yeah, it is what it is yeah. you just keep pushing <laughs> it was was um when you started Petals and Poison was that the first business entrepreneurial thing you had ever done yes oh wow okay yeah 
I mean, I've always kind of had ideas ever since mm-hmm. I was little, yeah. but nothing really clicked until Petals and Poison because I think I finally figured my groove out into nice. it. Um, and of course, like I had a lot of support from my family and of course uh-huh. my husband when mm-hmm. he was dating me, like everybody really supported like what yeah. I did, like when I, when I had good days and bad days and mm. stuff like that. And it was just really nice to have that support team because mm-hmm. that's really just kind of what pushed it into what it is. So, uh, speaking of husband, so how <laughs> key is it? So if you're like an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, or artist or you're all that, but like how key is it for your significant other to be, uh, supportive for that? And like, as far as time and all that kind of stuff, like how key is that? It's huge mm-hmm. for me. Knowing that my husband has my back and everything that I do is just the biggest blessing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he'll take me to like the post office. He'll literally like do what he needs to do like to help me out he's always just been like a helping hand he's like hey what can i do he'll help me at shows and stuff like that and obviously if like my music video he was in it so like Mm -hmm. he was just like yeah i'll be in it so for me it helps a lot because my relationship with my husband is so important and Mm -hmm. so is my job Mm -hmm. and i love the fact that he supports me and wants to be there for me and plus we're a team like he's my best friend so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would hope my best friend would want to support me and like be a part of it as well so yeah I think that's just a part of the greater conversation of, and we say this all the time on the podcast, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Oh, yeah. You know? That's the biggest thing. Because, I, I mean, you could probably attest to this, you know? Like, I'm realizing as I get older and as my time is more limited and, like, me and Ryan are doing more stuff and then I also have, like, another, like, my candle business who, mm-hmm. and you help me a bunch on that, you know? And then I have, like, my day job that, like, supplements everything. Mm-hmm. Um it's just like, man, like my energy gets consumed so easily, oh, you know, yeah. like one bad conversation with someone that like, like puts me off or something I'm like, fuck, dude, like that just killed my day, you know? So I think, I think what you're saying is so important because like whenever I meet other entrepreneurs and we're talking about like, you know, how to stay afloat, how to keep yourself going forward every single day, like getting yourself up in the morning, the one commonality I hear from, you know, people in my network who are like making millions of dollars and then people like us who are on on their way to do that, the number one thing is like, dude, surround yourself with good people. Because oh, yeah. the I biggest f- thing. I feel like the higher up you go, the more sensitive you are to feeling like who drains your energy mm-hmm. and who lifts you up. Yeah. Um. Because before, like for me at least, it was like really hazy. Like, I don't know, like they're supportive of me, but I don't know, like there's something about it that mm-hmm. just brings me down a little bit. But now like, at least for me, it's crystal clear like, yeah, when I hang with this person, like my energy is like decreasing yeah. and like oh, when yeah. I'm with this person, I feel inspired and I work harder. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's a key element too. Yeah. Totally. What What's another kind of big like personal development thing that has happened to you? So like obviously you learned like your relationship with your husband is so important and that mm-hmm. your family is supportive and, and those who are in your small circle really, really matter. Is there any other big thing that pops into your head like, man, this this really has impacted me? Um, I think mainly just like experience, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I started manufacturing stuff as of last year because Mm -hmm. most of my stuff is handmade and having to finally like have that courage to actually dive in and buying things like in bulk as a small business is really scary but it's something you have to do Mm -hmm. so for Mm -hmm. me that actually made me grow a ton in my business um speaking of which like this year i've had problems with all of my manufacturers like last year was perfect this year was a disaster but i learned from it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so i think that that like having good people in your circle and then also just jumping into things even if you're terrified of doing it like to me like that's kind of like the two biggest things Mm -hmm. that like i personally like think are huge and important in a business because if you are hesitant you lose out on what could have been yeah you know yeah so Mm. that's funny that's like 
I think that's like what entrepreneurship is. Oh yeah. It's like I the the definition that I say is uh, damn I'm forgetting it now. We haven't said it in so long, but it's like um, aggressive patience. That one. Like entrepreneurship is um, embarking on a venture that has uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the biggest part of entrepreneurship is there's going to be risk, there's going to be uncertainty. And something that Ryan told me a long time ago when I was like in college making like 12 bucks an hour or whatever, and I was mm-hmm. like, dude, we got to like watch our funds and stuff. But I, I had an account like for business stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is my capital. So like it should be spent. And Ryan sat me down, he went, Jacob, scared money doesn't make money. Yeah, like you got, totally. it takes a dollar to make a dollar. You know, mm-hmm. you told me that. And then like my brother, who's an entrepreneur, my cousins, who, who's an entrepreneur, they and I come from an entrepreneurial family mm-hmm. as well. Like my dad owned a business for, you know, 14 years. And so I realized I was like, damn, dude, like if I don't spend this money, if I don't buy those candle supplies in mm-hmm. bulk or whatever, like I'm literally just going to sit there and be like, well, what would have happened? I wonder what would have. Or I could take that risk and like bet on myself and trust myself that I'll make that money back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah, That's, for sure. So let's talk about the music now. Okay. So you, you have a band. Right? I do, kind of. It's really just yeah. me and my friend Grazi. Um, we both literally create all the music mm-hmm. and all the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually the first two to four songs, the first four songs were mostly like my like ideas that I was like, hey, you want to mm-hmm. help make this real? So he yeah. was like, yeah, let's do it. So we're actually working on another song which was our first one that we did just mm-hmm. on a whim together which i'm really excited about and i think that's gonna be our next song that's coming nice. out so nice. i'm excited awesome so yeah i'm sorry what was your question again oh just, <laughs> just curious about the music I, I was gonna ask you too uh uh because you said you kind of have like a following like with your other like with your brand like mm-hmm. what you sell and stuff does that ever bleed into like like do those people listen to your music and, and stuff does Big it kind of yeah okay, cool it's definitely something that i wanted to make sure was integrated into itself so technically my band name is petals and poison as well mm. um and it's nice because i'm able to release collections inspired by the songs mm. nice. and people are able to buy stuff that's inspired by the songs and then they'll listen to the songs and stuff like that oh that's smart it's, it's really cool yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun especially mm-hmm. for the first single that we came out with we i worked really hard with um two other friends of mine that run small businesses Mm -hmm. and one of them um their username is little ghouls and they also do music so that's Mm -hmm. another one so (laughs) little ghouls yeah (laughs) little ghouls little ghouls Uh (laughs) uh-oh it's all good can you make sure that camera's still recording on my phone right here yeah it is that was my laptop yours okay it's cool. We'll cut this out. Okay. It's cool. Um, but, uh, sorry. Start over. Okay. So, Little Ghouls. Yes. So, Little Ghouls is another small business. Um, uh-huh. They're actually twins. And they do music as well under the name of Satin Puppets. Uh-huh. And they're definitely also, like, gothy and creepy yeah. and really, like, interesting. And they helped me make candles because they're really popular for their candles. And I was like, hey, like, can you, like, do this for the collection? And then I reached out. Or actually, another company called eclectic beauty cosmetics reached out Mm -hmm. to me and was like hey can i do a makeup line for it and i was like yeah let's do it Mm -hmm. so nice we kind of just put all of our heads together and made like this big collection Mm -hmm. and people were going crazy wow so it was really cool especially collaborations especially when you have a circle of creatives that Mm -hmm. are willing to help you out and like vice versa Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see like their fans go to you and Mm -hmm. like just Mm kind of share it which i love the whole thing about like community over competition which is so Mm -hmm. interesting because as an entrepreneur, you're ingrained that everything's competition, mm. which there's nothing bad about competition. Mm-hmm. But what I love is finding that small community of other artists that are there to support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And again, it's community over competition, whether you make similar stuff like I make candles, they make candles, but I will reach out to them to like make a specific thing. So like yeah. it's mm. kind of cool. Mm. So yeah. Because collabs are important too and stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. So. They're huge. Um, oh, I had a question. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> oh, oh. So what I'm interested in is um, also because you're a creative and a business mind. Mm. So what really interests me is like uh, switching one off and the other on at different times. Mm-hmm. Do you ever find that challenging or do you ever, do you ever find like it's kind of more natural for you to do that or you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely more natural because music has always been a part of my life okay. and most of my collections are always inspired by music, like whether it's just ambient music or just like bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just always there and yeah. like, yeah, so okay. it's yeah. just easy for me. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. one thing we always talk about is like, you know, when it comes down to business, you know, you got to put your feelings aside. Right. So sometimes if I make a song, but the business strategy towards it is like, this ain't it for whatever reason. Right. I got to turn off my emotions and be like, okay, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But even if, if I'm attached to the song, mm-hmm. so that's like one example. So that's what, what interests me about the yeah. whole thing, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, and I totally agree that you do have to have different mindsets for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like, because like, for instance, music for me is more like my heart and soul, mm-hmm. whereas my business is also my heart and soul, but mm-hmm. it's also something that's making me money right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I can be more professional with my business and I can mm-hmm. feel more with my music. But like you said, you have to turn it on and off like, balance, when you yeah. have to. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How different is marketing uh, an actual physical product? How different is that than trying to market music and advertise music? It's a lot different. Yeah. Um, I think people weirdly prefer having a physical object which is why Mm -hmm. i like doing the collections with my music Mm -hmm. because that way people are getting something out of it in a sense other than just a song Mm -hmm. um but i'm taking notes right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's true it's 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 helped a lot you know and also like we've done like qr codes and stuff like that Mm, so for music um but yeah like i would say that advertising music is a lot harder because i hate to say it but i feel like the music industry kind of messed up artists over that uh-huh, so uh-huh. i feel like people find more value in something when it's like this and that like you can get two things out of it instead okay, of just okay. like the one thing which i'm not saying it's wrong to do that way that's just mm-hmm. how i do it mm-hmm. you know that's smart though yeah, yeah I and i i think it's it's becoming more difficult because the value of a yeah. listen of a mm-hmm. song is becoming less right right like so 20 or 30 years ago, you'd buy your record, you'd buy your CD or your tape or whatever. And like you said, you have this physical object and it took a lot of yes. work to like listen to that. And it was 10, 15 bucks for the record mm-hmm. or whatever. And you have it. And now today, you don't even see the nine ninety nine for Spotify leave your bank account. Like you don't even check your bank yeah. account yeah, that yeah. often. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, this artist released a new thing. Click, I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. So the experience is boom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like the value of a stream is just, in my opinion, like so low. Like that, like, oh, you got one stream on this song. Well, yeah. like, that doesn't mean they'll be a repeat listener. That doesn't right. mean they'll buy from you. Right. That doesn't mean they're a fan, you know? So it's harder Plus, to measure. Now that anybody can upload songs like on these platforms yeah. at any level, it's like sometimes people are like, do I take a risk? Just like listen to it. Like, yeah. is it good? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the biggest thing, actually, some advice that my dad gave, because uh-huh. he's also a musician, but mm-hmm. it's not something that he's doing professionally or anything mm-hmm. like that, was you write songs now to get on someone's playlist. You don't write it for a CD. Mm-hmm. Because wow. if you think about it, you want it to be something that people are going to listen to uh-huh. on a playlist yeah. because people don't listen to CDs anymore yeah. or mm-hmm. listen to like mm-hmm. full albums. Uh-huh. So I thought that was huge advice, wow. you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever write songs um with like a uh 
I don't want to say like a more commercial aspect, but do you ever write a song with a goal? Like, okay, I'm going to write a song that is this mood, maybe reflects this genre a little bit, is like this because I have a goal of like reaching this listener or that, or do you just write and whatever comes out of it comes? I would say it's a bit of both. I I do love storytelling, so I definitely have a goal for every song. For instance, my first single, Hotel Antoinette, was definitely Uh something I wanted to create to sound more commercial, Mm -hmm. which I think it was successful and I hope it was successful. Um, And then like everything has a storyline. So for me, it's just kind of like... Yeah, I guess everything has an end goal, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's pretty important because, like, you know, w- I think there are some artists that I talk to, upcoming artists, and they're like, I'm going to make whatever the fuck I want. Right. And, and if people don't want to listen to that, like, whatever, like, this is for me. And I'm like, well, listen, if you want to build a career right. out of being a, a music artist, it's a give and take. Oh, You yeah. have to satisfy the listener. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm all for creatives saying... I'm going to make whatever I want. That's cool. But at the same time, like if you want people to pay Mm. you and put Mm -hmm. food on your table, you got to satisfy that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like it could work, but like, but it's like, you want to play like the lottery like that. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to somehow compromise a little bit to get on people's radar. Because the attention span is like small. Oh yeah. And it's important too, to find kind of like your niche, you know? Uh Yeah. Cause like for me, I have obviously the goth community. Uh So I'm going to write songs that are going to go towards the goth community. Yeah. 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 So I'm not going to write something that's like pop. (laughs) Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with pop. It's just Uh not my thing. So yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's important too, to read your audience Mm -hmm. or read the people that you want to listen or who you, who are you going to want to show up at your show? Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, like for me, like obviously being like gothic and alternative is kind of my thing and like mm-hmm. that's important to me mm-hmm. so i'd want those same people to kind of like be there for me mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want people who i didn't connect with to mm-hmm. not be there you gotcha. know what's what's so pedals and poison the band mm-hmm. is um like the first band you would say that you've been like more serious about you want to like make something out of it or have you played in other bands and stuff like i've that? definitely played in other bands uh-huh. i've always been serious about music it was yeah. just more so along the lines of where the band made serious oh wow so that's it's one of those tough. things yep. um yep. i started off in a band we did two battle of the bands when i was 12 and 13 12 we won second place and this was between oh. ages 12 to like 40 something so we got Damn. second place nice. and the next year we did it and I got first place and my dad got second place which is <laughs> awesome that's awesome yeah if forever use that against him oh <laughs> yeah. it was, he was so proud and I, I love my dad so much he's my yeah. other best friend and yeah, like yeah. obviously like huge support um so yeah that's I'm trying a, to think that's <laughs> a crazy point that you made though like you like because it is tough when you're in a band you got to rely on other people's schedules oh yeah right how serious they are mm-hmm. they got other commitments you know, so it's always so tough to find oh, like, yeah. those set of people that you can just rely on like that. You know? Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think this time around has been a blessing because Grazi, you know, Grazi, he's, he's a man. He is like music is his passion. That's he's what it, he yeah. wants to do. Yeah. So I was really blessed to reconnect with him after high school, like probably like, I don't know, four years after high school. Wow. And um, we just kind of like started making music because I was like, hey, can you help me with my first song that I wanted to get out? Because I finally was just like, okay, I got to put out my own music. Mm -hmm. And then so after we did that, it kind of did really well. And we're like, okay, well, we need to start asking other people. Like I wanted to get real drums in. And I was like, Mm -hmm. shoot, like who can we ask? And my best friend, her fiance is a drummer and he's a professional drummer. Like he actually did. Um, he gets paid to do like tracking drums, like mm-hmm. four things, mm-hmm. like things like that. So now he'll just come over and be like, Hey, like I'll help you guys mix. Like I'll help you guys do this. Nice. And he has like all this experience. So it's been such a blessing. And like, I just know that like 
these people have my back as well. It's another mm. one of those things where it's like, okay, get good people surrounding yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. But one thing I realized, it always starts with you because I think when people notice that you have that passion, mm-hmm. they want to be a part. Yeah. Oh, So totally. I can tell that you give off that vibe oh, and like thanks. you're serious <laughs> about what you do. And I think that's very attractive to like other people mm-hmm. who want to get involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to be like, bro, I'll, I'll pay you to like help me. It's right. like they want to be a part of yeah. it. You know? Yeah. And th- again, that's a huge blessing. And like, I could talk all day about just all the good people yeah. in my corner right now. That's but awesome. like, yeah. even for the music video that we did, like my, one of my best friends, he basically does directing. So mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, and I pitched him like the idea. And mm-hmm. then he's like, let me go ask my friend if he wants to do this. And like, it was just basically all these friends that like we knew that created this thing. Mm-hmm. And it turned out awesome. Oh, like yeah. it was yeah. so cool. And like, we're trying to see if we can get funding to do more because mm-hmm. that would be the goal, but yeah. we'll see. Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so cool. And I mean, exactly what you said, like when you're building a team, right? Like I've talked to artists and they're like, okay, I got to pay the director, pay this person, pay this person, that one. I'm like, or you can really, really grind, show your passion and just be a little patient. And I promise someone will see that. Oh yeah. Someone will want to be a part of that. And, and that's not like taking advantage of people like, oh, oh, I don't want to pay you this person, they're willing to do it. I don't have to pay them this and that. It's like, no, like from our experience, mm-hmm. we've been blessed enough to have Ryan be a fucking kick-ass hard worker and yeah. like, you know, um, dancers and like other people have been like, oh, let's work. Like payment, that's not even in my mind. Yeah. Like, let's just work. And I think that's something that everyone should strive to do and like to be, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. And even in my like entrepreneurial ventures and stuff, I've had other entrepreneurs in my network reach out and be like, dude, I love what you're doing. If you need help, just hit me up. Mm-hmm. And that is such, when you realize that entrepreneurship, like you said, can be communal and very collaborative, you start to look through a different lens and you're like, okay, I maybe don't have to have a million dollars to start a right. business or a band. Totally. You know? be- because otherwise, in my opinion, it becomes very transactional and there's like, there's like a, it's a different tone. Mm-hmm. But we always talk about too, like, it's not like you don't want to pay people. Yeah. Oh, right. But it's, you know, at this level, it's like on the, on the, on the come up. Yeah. You got to work with what you got. Oh, and, totally. You know, we're, we're not all rich out here. So it's like, you got to work with, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's just another way to, to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What's a big lesson that you've learned um, with Pedals and Poison, the band, trying to like, you know, do you feel that that's a, that pedals and poison the band is at the same level as like the brand? Are you trying to are you still trying to build it up? I'm definitely still trying to build it up. Yeah. Because right now it's something that I've only released two singles, which mm-hmm. I still have like four more things that I have releasing. Yeah. And that's why I think the music video is so important because mm-hmm. to me, like my brand is so visual. Mm. It's important to have that, and yeah. it's important to have funding behind that. So. We did an Indiegogo for our first music video and like we raised, I think about two grand, which was awesome. It was awesome. And then like we had people fund us too, which was another blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're hoping that we can get more funding and more people on board, especially since people like the first music video so much, because I don't want to release something that's like not on par with what that one, the production value of that one. Mm. Oh yeah. So, and I think that that's beneficial for the YouTube too. For sure. So it's hard. It's so weird. Cause like right now, like, um, I'm really good friends with the DP that we had too. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you have to have a YouTube presence. Like it doesn't matter what you do. Like you just have to be pumping out videos Mm -hmm. because like your fans are going to love you no matter what you pump out. And it's like, okay, like I could see that. I was like, but I want to do more music. So Mm -hmm. hopefully the presence of just building that YouTube before like the music video can happen Mm -hmm. again, like can help with like followers, subscribers and people who are going to want to help fund, you know? I think that's always like the tricky part uh, with nowadays with social media. It's like, there's like a give and take of, 
what do I like to do as an artist and post? Right. And and what else do people want and like need? You right. Know what I'm saying? And there's like that balance of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like personally, I don't like making TikToks, right? Yeah. But it's like <laughs> he's grilled me a few times and he's right about it. Like, you gotta be on there because yeah. this is the new shit. You know what I mean? So and a lot of times I'll be posting stuff I'm not, I'm not super crazy about, but it's like I know it's beneficial for what we're doing. Right. So there's like the give and take with the content. Totally. Yeah. Like YouTube is hard. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube for sure. is so hard. Yeah. But I'm trying, so we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, TikTok is also hard. Videos, just videos in general are hard. <laughs> yeah. Because like Instagram's easy, you just post a picture. Mm, yeah. Now you have to actually edit and like take videos and post it and which isn't a bad thing. It's just more time consuming for people who don't have that much time. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. How much time do you spend uh, like curating your Instagram feed and even your personal feed like for, for the brand and the band? Mm-hmm. I mean, is Instagram like making up a good percentage of your time? Like I got to get these great photos and get great content, you know, just content creation. How, how big is that? It's pretty huge. Yeah. yeah, I would say that focusing on like the visuals for my brand mm-hmm. is something that a lot of time and effort gets put into mm-hmm. and trying to stay on top of it because I post every day. I pretty mm. much don't even like ever double post either on Instagram. On Instagram. Okay. So it's something that I have to constantly be thinking about, like whether it's an old item or a new item, I have to constantly be like, okay, what's going to be visually pleasing. Mm. And um, what's nice is I just started doing an affiliate program. So we'll see how that goes where I send out free product to people. Mm-hmm. And so that way they can take nice pictures too that I can repost and stuff like that. So that kind of helps me out in that area because most of my time is actually spending on listing items, creating the items and shipping the items and also customer service Mm -hmm. because I'm doing everything on my own right now. Like I really need to like hire someone, but like Mm. right now it's one of those things where it's like, I'll make more money if I hire someone because I'll have more time to create, Mm. but I don't have that money right now to pay someone and I don't want to do that to someone. So it's just one of those things where it's like a balance that you have to figure out. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's interesting too, like the whole hiring someone, because I, I do think it, it is smart to do that and like pay someone to do it so you have more time. Mm-hmm. But I think on on the come up, at least in my opinion, like there's also a power to uh, knowing how to do it all. Exactly. And yeah. so, because I always hear things like, you know, the CEOs of companies like Jeff Bezos, when he first did it, he was doing everything. Mm-hmm. So he knows what the, the lowest guy is supposed to be doing and he right. can do it better than him probably mm-hmm. he's not just kicking back like with his feet up you know what i'm saying like he exactly. knows how to do all the roles um so i think there is a power to that which we talk about a lot um but like we talk about too like it there's a time where it, you, you got to get smarter and like right allocate um but at least knowing how to do it i think there's a power to that you know oh totally mm-hmm. i think we got like two minutes left oh. so <laughs> one thing i wanted to ask um just for other you know to, to kind of focus on the music a little bit for mm-hmm. other up and coming artists who are like trying to build a strategy or whatever. I think social media is like number one, oh, like yeah. a, at least on par with the music. Like obviously you got to put everything into the music, mm-hmm. but if you can allocate other time or have a manager or someone who's mm-hmm. also strategizing on social media, um, like the first thing I would tell an artist coming up right now is like, get your social media dialed in. Absolutely. Would, would you agree with that? And what's kind of like your advice for an upcoming artist for social media? Okay, my biggest advice, I tell this to everyone who I know who is an up and coming artist, uh-huh. get your aesthetic down. Okay. Know exactly how you want to dress, invest some money into nice clothing, invest some mm. money into a nice camera or pay someone with a nice camera to take yeah. nice photos for you. Because it's important to have that image for yourself. Yep. Because if you don't have an image, it's not going to stick. Mm-hmm. Like, 
again, I'm going to bring back to my friends, um, the two twins, mm -hmm. Satin Puppets. If you look them up, they have a total look. Yeah. That's just who they are. Yeah. And it's important. And people love them for that. Like mm -hmm. people are like just enchanted by who they are, which is exactly what you want to have happen. Mm -hmm. So you want to be different. You want to be able to have the visuals down mm -hmm. to go along with what you're creating because that's what for like that's like a first impression for someone. Yeah, wow. So that's yeah. why it's super important. And like I, I will literally tell people it's like you need to get a look. Like that's yeah. the mm -hmm. biggest thing that I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. And I one hundred percent agree. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Janae. Thank you so much. And Thanks when we when we have more time and it's not like a million degrees in here <laughs> and the AC works, we should definitely have like a round two or a round three. And I would like to do kind of like a maybe like a joint episode with Grazi too. And yes. we can talk way more about music oh, and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be lots be of fun. Cool. For yeah. sure. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for thank having you. Appreciate me. It. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Show. All right, cool. Um, where can people find you on your socials, like your shop? Like plug everything right now. <laughs> I mean, everything is under Petals and Poison. So um, you can search me up on YouTube, P-E-T-A-L-S. I usually use the and sign uh -huh. and then Poison, P-O-I-S-O-N. Uh -huh. um, social media is Petals and Poison, one word. That's pretty much where you can find me. I do have my photography, which is Hand Cut Silhouette on mm -hmm. Instagram. That's more of my personal one. So it's mm -hmm. just my creative like photography and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah so, so TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. It's pretty much what I use. I don't really use Facebook. It's mm -hmm. on there. I just don't use it. It's yeah. basically Instagram is linking to it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spotify, and then, Apple Music, right? Yes, okay. Spotify mm -hmm. and Apple Music. Also, Petals and Poison. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, just www.petalsandpoison.com. Like, you yeah. can go browse my stuff there. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. You heard the woman. Go buy some stuff. Go listen to the music. It's great stuff. And I remember when uh, we listened to some of the unreleased stuff at your house, I was, like, blown away. Thank you. And um, Jeff, drummer. Yes, right? Jeff. Dude, hit Oh my god! Yeah, he's really good. He like <laughs> so, when the live drums were on that one track. I looked at you guys. I was like, "This is crazy." I'm so, super excited. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So everybody, thank you for listening to episode 46 at J A C X B More at Ryan Ramirez official. Peace out. What's in your mind for you and for I? I'm trying to decide. I'm looking your eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, besides, but your feelings inside you. I'm pushing on my mind and my spirit. Babe.